BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. This episode of The Bad Broadcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Every now and then, our brain gets in its own way. Sometimes we know what's good for us. We know what direction we need to move. But our brain just steps in and doesn't let us do it. Sometimes we need therapy to help us figure out what is holding us back so we can work for ourselves instead of against ourselves. That's the best part of therapy for me. It's having somebody who can kind of guide me through my own roadblocks. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and it is designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. So make your brain your friend with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com bad today to get 10% off of your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash bad. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to a new episode of the Bood Broadcast October special with the spookiest lady I know. Hi. Lucy is back. It's me. When do you think you're going to start telling me no to coming on the podcast or demanding things from me in exchange? Because I feel like. Yeah, I should be getting a cut of your salary. You should. For the amount of times what? people have to hear my voice. <laughs> they should be getting compensated. They should be getting paid. For having to listen. No, <laughs> but I. Yeah, every time I'm like. I should stop asking, but people want it and I want it. So hopefully it's not terrible. And I for you. want it. Okay. As long as you want it. It's my, it's my outlet because I would never ever start my own podcast, but, but I why? am why? Because I'm such a good guest. You I'm are an amazing guest and that's all I strive to be. Yeah. Is a guest, a lowly guest. Well, you're nothing if not self-aware. So I trust your judgment on yeah. yourself. Yeah. I know it's myself. A, it's a good day for a spooky episode. It is. It is spooktacular. It is. <laughs> <laughs> it really is, though. I'm also. I had to turn my heat on today. Did you know? I did. I actually had my heat on over the weekend, but it was like it was heated to like 69 ish. Uh, yeah. Just so. What temperature do you keep your house at? We have to keep it at like 68 because. Yeah. Our bedroom's on the top and it gets our, hot. Yeah. Yeah. I would, I would honestly go, I would go to like a 66 or 67 sometimes. That's yeah. People walk in my house and they're like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> Are you okay? I'm also a little a horse, just a little, it's just a pony. It, <laughs> <laughs> 
Just a little pony. <laughs> just a little. It uh, sounds cool. Just a minute. Just people a, like just want a that voice. Little Sebastian. I'm going to start. I, you, you know what I've noticed? That is so funny. You know what I've noticed about, so pregnancy has heightened all of my emotions. Yeah. Including positive emotions, <laughs> which is great. But like when I giggle, like I sent you a snap the other night. Just I was sobbing, sobbing, laughing, laughing at one of the dumbest TikToks I've ever seen <laughs> in my life. I couldn't even get it out when it was I was funny. describing it. No, I it was, was funny. I was laughing so hard. But Kate, I did want to bring up, bring this up because it just happened today. There's this TikTok going viral right now of this guy at, saying his vows and he opens up the paper and the back of the paper says, help me. Yeah. And so people are like ripping this guy to shreds and they're like, this is so unacceptable. This is so like offensive. If my like si professional psychologists are like weighing in on like <laughs> what this means for this marriage. <laughs> I am genuinely worried about people's ability to see that something is staged and fake. Yeah. Like I ever, like I've been thinking about it all day. Like so many people have made reaction videos like, oh, that guy that I, I would leave. I would leave him right there at the altar. He's in, he's in on cloud sneakers and like slacks and there's two people and people are, no, making, they are, they are actors. All of them. Every the, last one. Of it them. is one of the fakest things I've ever seen in my whole life. Prank culture has ruined no, us as a society. Literally. Oh my people, gosh. But people's ability, to, like people, what's the word? Literacy? Like in like, you know what I'm talking about? Like just the ability to, yeah. like, is that the right word? Like, I don't know. You are asking the <laughs> dumbest person on earth. <laughs> no, just the ability to deduce if something is real or fake. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, it's just, it's been upsetting me all day. And no, it's so insane that like every people are that comment, new to the internet i haven't seen one comment of somebody being like this seems fake every single one is like that poor girl her face when the girl started laughing maybe they're just filtering through so like those kind of comments maybe so that, maybe but i just because they worry. want everyone to think it is real i'm also on in a in a having a day today where i'm worried about the internet because just so everybody knows i know that the spooky music didn't work last week. And I'm sorry. <laughs> I posted about it. I was like, Hey, but it's weird. Cause some people heard it. Like Claire listened and messaged me. She's like, it's, it's faint, but I hear it. Hmm. And some people were like, I listened and there's no music. And then some people were like, it was a little bit loud. I had somebody message me and they were like, I heard it and it was loud, which is kind of spooky. If you think about that it. That is weird. But I posted like, Hey, I know some people can't hear it. I'll turn it up next time we do stories. And people were just messaging, messaging me back being like, I didn't hear it. And like, I was like, like I just said, I'm like, I, yes, <laughs> that is people who are your biggest fans are hearing it the loudest. Yes. People who love me more than other people can hear it. Yeah. So just by the way, if you told me you couldn't hear it, oh. you. <laughs> Did that, that scare scared you? The hell out of me. That there, scared the out of me. There are like, I, I wish I was quicker with this thing because some of them would be really funny. What was the one that I, that we were laughing at? Oh, this one. <laughs> you have to memor you need to like label it yeah what well it's hard because i can change the screen and so there's multiple you know what i mean oh i see there are labels on does it tell you this? yeah yeah does it say womp womp Trump. oh trombone <laughs> womp womp wombone <laughs> <laughs> oh this is i'm gonna giggle through this whole episode and it's not it's an episode not funny it is not literally funny. okay so let's talk about why you're here <laughs> <laughs> first of all because i do i obviously want to do spooky adjacent episodes and all i month. was here last 
October. Were you? Yeah, what did we, do? we did. Um, remember we read scary stories. Oh, we did. From the scary that, that stories. Was, that was two years ago because I was in my old apartment. Remember, it was in my my weird oh, apartment with that was the two years ago. Yeah, I was living with my parents last, last oh, October. Yeah. <laughs> Shoot, just for fun. It wasn't for necessity. There was zero it bad was things just, happening. I missed them. I really needed to spend some time with to them. just pick up and. Start but yeah, over. we we read scary stories to tell in the dark. I'm so shocked that was two yeah. years ago. Can you believe that? I can't even believe, I mean, sorry, I hate to be the person. Can you believe it's October already? <laughs> no, I really the, can't. This year did fly by. Okay, so there's a podcast called Too Scary Didn't Watch. And people have suggested it to me before because I like the idea of scary movies. Yeah. I want I want to have the knowledge of what happened in the scary movie. I don't want to visually consume it. Yeah. But like I will read like you brought up one the other day, old boy, mm -hmm. which is like supposed to be one of the scariest movies ever. There's this, do you follow that guy on TikTok? Seth, I think it's Seth reviews films or something. Yeah. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. He's like obsessed with it. Yes. So I was like, I gotta, I gotta watch this or not watch it. I gotta know what happened. So I read every synopsis. I yeah. looked up everything because I just want to know. So I talked about it in an episode a few months ago where I just went down rabbit holes of horror movies. And a lot of people were like, I feel the same way. I want to know what's going on but watching it is too much or like not knowing what to expect, jump scares, all that too yeah. much. So people suggest this podcast. And then I thought I'm going to take that idea and put it here. Yes, we are. <laughs> we are copying them today. We are copying them. Which and is they're fun. awesome. I listened to yeah. an episode no. to like prep for this to just kind of see how they do it and love them. Three girls. They're so funny well, and, and it's awesome. a genius. It's premise. so genius. I, I love it. I love like, yeah, I think it's a, it's an amazing. I'm idea, just so. going to steal the whole idea and start my own podcast <laughs> doing <should>. it. <laughs> just kidding. No, but this is no. like my ideal situation is because I love scary movies. Which is the most worrisome thing about you honestly <laughs> like I I don't know it's weird because I I get it I get it with like true crime and I like a lot of like psychological thrillers yeah we, yeah we love gone girl stuff mm -hmm. like that but there's just this threshold where I I cannot do it yeah and I don't know I I honestly don't think I've even attempted since I was probably like 12 or 13. Oh my like gosh. I had a bad, ex well, obviously it's not a great experience to watch a horror movie, but like the first time somebody turned on a horror movie at like a hangout. Yeah. And then I was like, I now know that I'm never going to do that ever again. Oof. And when you're like young like that and you just feel sick and you're like, I want to go home. Yes. My mom needs to come get me. Oh my gosh. Yeah. But it's weird because a few have like slipped through the cracks. Like I do love, because do you remember when you asked me if I really do like Silence of the Lambs? Yes. Because <laughs> it's one of Lucy's <laughs> favorite movies. And then I was like, no, I love that movie. And then this was like six months ago. You were like, do you really like it? I was yeah. like, no, I promise. I really do. Like Silence of the Lambs. I like The Village. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I said Gone Girl, like Disturbia. Yes. Classic. Those feel like mid-tier, would you say? Horror? I mean, I, I don't know about Silence of the Lambs. I, I think that one is pretty scary. I don't think your average Joe who doesn't like scary movies would be interested in that. But yeah. Something about the the crime aspect the, and like yeah. that fe feels like it's a great combination of like crime, psychological, and horror. I think I think where my where my like what's the word I'm looking for boundary not mm. boundary threshold is mm -hmm. is like anything demonic. Yeah, anything like haunted, anything. But again, I want to know what happens in them. Yeah, like I. Well, you're in luck. <laughs> so, <laughs> and so, see, I. 
I hate like cheap scary, like yeah. scary just to be scary, like the nun or yeah, um, just like uh, the conjuring or yeah, maybe I think insidious is good, but I'm just trying to think of like just cheap, quick, scary, stupid. I'm like, give me something that is like so real and real life and unique. Like I love the uniqueness of a scary movie. Yeah. So what happened to you? <laughs> made you? No, but like, what is it? Do you feel like it's cause I, we've talked about this before. Like, I think some people like horror because it's like anxiety in a controlled environment mm -hmm. and it's like kind of a release and they like, but you don't have to, I don't know, like you can cut, it has a beginning and an end and then you yeah. kind of feel this intense emotion and you can release. And, and then, it's not happening to you. Yes. Do you feel that way? Like, do you feel kind of an emotional release? I don't know. I love my, how do I word this? Well, I'm so interested in things that like scare me and put me on edge and like make my heart race so much because those are the only things that like keep me interested in something. That's why I really like listening to true crime things and horror movies and anything scary and yeah. weird and like so conspiracies. I'm like, I want my heart to be racing because I'm like, I'm paying attention and I'm listening. My attention span is so small that like it has to be scaring the life out of me. Yeah. So to say interesting. It's more, it's more. And I think that's probably common. It's more like an escape. Yeah. Something that you can focus on, something that you yeah. can, like, if you have a busy day or something, you know that, like, when you watch a scary movie or you listen to true crime, like, that's going to be and what it you're focused on. keeps my attention. Yeah. Ah, that and also, I, I think I've actually talked about this on your podcast before, but I just always watched whatever movies my parents were watching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And my mom showed me The Shining. It's like our family joke, but she showed us The Shining when I was like 10 years old. Yeah. And what you were for Halloween last year, yes. which was great. Yes. Yeah, it was great. And I, I was just telling her, I remember the first time she saw Signs and she came home and told me everything about it. She's like, we have to watch it. And again, I was so young. Yeah. And I loved it. I was obsessed with it. So I just started on those like really good scary movies. Yeah. Really young. So it just was never like insane for me to watch something scary, you know? Is Signs... No, Joaquin Phoenix is in The Village. He's is also, he in, also Signs. in Signs. Yeah. Okay, I'm... M. Night Shyamalan loves to... to Keep a guy around. Uh -huh. <laughs> I feel like may... I feel like maybe I have seen Signs. It's so I good. I actually feel like maybe that was the first scary movie somebody turned on at like... Like in junior high. I could see that happening. Like playing yeah. the scene of the... Of the alien, of the alien like across. walking by. <laughs> that changed lives. Literally. Oh my gosh. And I'm picturing Joaquin Phoenix like in a closet sitting yeah. in a... Is that yeah, Signs? Or is oh, that the he's village? He's so hot. Yeah. He is hot. Do you still think he's hot? I, he's one of my favorite actors of yeah, all time. Yeah, I do. I don't find him hot anymore, but I do think young Joaquin is fine. He is one of those that's like... Hot when he's younger, hot when he's older. To me, some yeah. some people like Brad Pitt. I'm like only hot when he's older. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, like the older they get, the hotter they are. But he's just perfection. There is some. Love there is uh, what was I going to say about Brad Pitt? He was too hot when he was young. Like he was yes. too pretty. Yeah. When he was young, and like, now he's a little more rugged, a little more wrinkled. Yeah. yeah. A little gray hair. Yeah. yeah. Wrinkly. Yeah. Love it. Um. Okay. So with all of that said. We thought about, we went back and forth on what movie to do. Yeah. We were like, should we do a classic movie? Should we do like a slasher? Should we do Scream? Like all these things. 
but I feel like the most appropriate and the one that people that is the most like in the zeitgeist right now and will, probably will be for a long time is hereditary. Yeah. I feel like it's the scariest mo- people. I mean, that's what people say. It's the scariest movie in any recent years. Oh, for sure. Do you think scarier than Midsummer? Totally different. Okay. I think. Yeah. Different, different type of thrill. Yeah. I mean, same director. Yeah. yeah but, yeah. and he loves very weird. And he just, weird. Did, what was his other one? Bo is afraid. Oh, Walking yes. Phoenix. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Um, so we landed on hereditary because I, for one, see it everywhere. People talk about it all the it's, time. Yeah. It's iconic. It's iconic. I want to know what happens. I want to know. I, I just, I want to know. Yeah. So Lucy watched it. Well, you've seen it before, but you watched it again last night. I did. Yep. And Lucy's going to tell us about it. Yep. I am. And guys, it's, it is scary. So yeah. like, if you don't want to hear this, please, I, yes. I'd recommend stopping now because it's very scary. Yes. And, and big, big trigger warning. I mean, yeah. trigger warning for all that Halloween episodes, but this one, I know it talks about death, yeah. including lots children, of death. Lots, lots of death, death happening, probably blood. Blood and spirits. Blood and spirits. Uh-huh. Okay. I'm scared already. <laughs> I'm so spooked. Okay. So I, okay. So you, you take us to the world of hereditary, which was also filmed in Utah. It was Park City, right? I, I think know. so. It looks like Park City. I yeah, don't know. I'm sure it is, but I know, I know it's somewhere. I, th- I think some of it's in Salt Lake. Probably. Yeah. Utah is kind of a hotspot for filming. I mean, lots of different terrain. It's gorgeous. But yeah, so Lucy's going to take us to the world, the world of Hereditary, directed by Ari Aster, mm-hmm. whose loved ones should check on him based on what he makes. <laughs> yeah, he's, something's going on up top. Yeah. And okay. I'm so grateful. <laughs> Lucy is grateful <laughs> for the distraction. Yeah. So this movie stars Tony Collette, who is one of the m- most amazing actresses of all time. Yes. And who is, is in The Sixth Sense, one of the other best scary movies of all time. I haven't seen it. That's I See Dead People, right? It is. Yeah, never seen it. Yeah, it's kind of pointless to see if you don't know the twist because as, or if you know the twist. Oh. Because it, it has one of the best twists of all time. I think I know. I won't say it just, I mean, I know we've passed the statute of limitations <laughs> on Sixth Sense. I think it came out in like 95, but I won't say it just in case somebody's just, if like. If you've somehow missed the twist in Sixth Sense, go watch it because it's so good. Okay. Yeah. Like I, Shyamalan, I should watch it because I'm not even totally sure if I know it. You should. Yeah. It's really, really good. Anyways. Yeah. Tony Collette gives her best performance of all time. And then Alex Wolf, mm-hmm. who is from the Naked Brothers band. Yes. Brother. Nat? Nat? Wait, it's Alex who's in this one, and Nat is his brother, right? One of them's in Paper Towns. With Cara, I think it's this with one. I think it's, Alex is the older one. Okay, it, yeah. Met, anyways, anyways, and then Millie, Millie Shapiro, is that her name? Millie Bobby Shapiro? <laughs> Millie Bobby Bon Jovi? <laughs> anyway, she's, everyone in this movie gives the performance of a lifetime, like, Unreal. Oh, and then Aunt Lydia from The Handmaid's Tale. Oh, I have seen, I have seen clips of her in this. She is, Kate, what do you do though? If you like, like if you continue to be typecast as like the evil, mean That would be me if I was an actress. (laughs) People would be like, oh, you're a witch who steals children in every movie <laughs> based um, on the comments I get on TikTok. But just horror. Oh my gosh. No, we talked about this before. Sometimes bullies are right. Yeah. About 99.99999. They are just deeply broken people. 14 year olds. Yeah. Yeah. But what was I going to say about, oh, just everybody in this movie giving the performance of a lifetime. 
I can't think of anything that would be harder to act in, but horror. Yeah. Like, I feel like I could be mad convincingly. I could be sad convincingly, but to be, to give a convincing, scared performance. Oh my gosh. Would be so and hard. Tony Collette does it. And Alex Wolf is amazing. In yeah. This. So for the acting and directing alone, absolutely incredible. Yeah. So let's, we'll set take the scene. Us, take us there. Okay. So we start off the movie right off the bat. Tony Collette's mom dies. Okay. And they go to the funeral and Tony Collette is talking about how her mom is like a very, very private person. And you could tell they had a really complicated relationship. She lived in their house with them and it was complicated. Okay. At the funeral, right off the bat, we learn their daughter is allergic to nuts, which is very important. Doesn't seem, seems random. It's important. No, because it's not that <laughs> random because I feel like they take things that like normal parents are scared of, like at, oh, like, at, like, like an al- something uh, yeah. small, like or allergies are huge. You will but, get allergies, but it's like, but and they make it. You've horrific. had beef with the allergy community, <laughs> <laughs> the peanut community, the anti peanut association has not loved me for many many months. <laughs> well, they are. They made this that. movie. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, say the character. What's the character's name? So Tony Clut is Annie. Annie. Okay, and then the daughter is Charlie. Charlie, and the son is Peter. And the dad, I think, is Steve. Mm, He -hmm. he plays a smaller part. Okay. But he's Steve. And I might have just made that up. But (laughs) so Charlie is is eating a chocolate bar and everyone's like, does it have nuts in it? Does it have nuts? Whatever. So we learn she's allergic to nuts. They go back home. Life kind of settles down again. And we learn that Tony, I'm going to call her Tony Clut and Annie. I I need to pick one. Do you want to pick maybe Annie? Annie. Yeah. So we learn that Annie is very into miniatures. She is making this very complex replica of their home that is like identical to their house. And you learn that she's like putting it in a gallery and it's kind of just like scenes from her life. So she's working on her little miniatures, m- miniatures, <laughs> her little her, miniatures, her miniature little ponies. <laughs> <laughs> How often are we going to talk about little ponies in this episode? I'm going to name it that. I'm going to name it my little pony. <laughs> But right off the bat, we get our first jump scare. And in the corner, Annie sees her mom. Oh. And it's dark in her room. Is it Aunt Lydia? Her mom's not Aunt Lydia. Yeah, I don't know who plays her Random actress. Okay. Um, Her mom is looking at her in this dark corner. And it's like silent. Their house is always very dark. It's kind of wooden. They're like in the woods. It's very dark. And throughout the entire movie, there is this ominous kind of subconscious music that you don't even realize is there really, but it adds to the stress so much that it, have you, have you seen the witch? Probably not. Definitely not. Oh. <laughs> but I, I actually had to turn that off because of the music. It was mm. so overstimulating well, for me. Oh, like, well, people have even, I remember learning this. I took like a, some movie class in college, but they were like, mute a scary movie and it's not scary at all. Yeah. But like everything about the tone of the movie is in the music. Yeah. Well, and I think what, is so well done in this movie is that music is so constant from the moment that it starts that when it's silent, it's a million times scarier. <gasps> okay. Cause I feel like in some movies when the scary music starts, you're like, Oh my gosh, something bad's going to happen in this. It's when it's silent. Interesting. You okay. are terrified. Interesting. So the music really, really does it for me. So then we go to see Charlie sitting in class and she's kind of like, she, she's a, 
odd kid. You can tell she's very quiet and reserved. And we learned that she was the grandma's favorite and they had a really close relationship. So she's really struggling with her death. But she's just weird. Mm -hmm. She's a weird, spooky little kid. (laughs) And she's sitting in class kind of like messing with this toy. And you see her messing with this toy kind of throughout the whole movie. What kind of toy is it? You can't really tell, but it looks kind of like a little person. Like maybe okay, like a, little a little voodoo doll oh, type, like a little doll. type thing, okay. a little doll, but made of weird things. I'm laughing at you saying she's a spooky little girl because there's that there's a scene in The Good Place where he's talking about how demons are born. Uh-huh. And he's like, you go from like, like, uh, uh, what's the word? I'm like a larva to a spooky little girl <laughs> to a social media CEO. <laughs> and then you become a full blown demon. That's it's funny. Like, I didn't even know yeah, that was in The Good funny. Place. But okay. she is a spooky little girl. And, okay. Oh, she's just an amazing actress. I love her. And then we get our second jump scare where this bird hit. They're taking a quiz. So the classroom is silent. This bird hits the window and dies. And all the kids are freaking out in the class except for her. She doesn't even, doesn't even flinch. Oh, she likes death. Yeah. And you see her staring at this <laughs> pair of scissors on her teacher's desk. Mm. And then we see her um, sneak behind the school and find the bird and cut off its head with the pair of scissors. Oh. And she just takes the little mm. the little head home with it. Like she's making a paper doll or something. Yep. Just casual. Major trigger warning for decapitation because that's <laughs> the theme of this entire movie. Really? Yes. Yes. Decapitation. So. Oh, hereditary. Her. <laughs> <laughs> okay yes so then annie uh starts going to this grief support group but it's weird because she is lying to her husband about it she keeps saying she's going to the movies Mm. but she goes and we get a little peek into her life we learn that her mom had did and dementia and that her dad dissociative identity Identity disorder Disorder? yeah And that her dad had a psychotic break and starved himself to death. And he died when she was little. And then her brother was schizophrenic and he died as well. So she had a slightly rough upbringing. Yeah, that marks all Um, the, that checks all the boxes. Yeah, And no one was there except for her mom. And, you know, they had some kind of volatile relationship. So she had a really, really rough past. We then go to see Charlie again, kind of just walking around being being quiet, being kind of vapid. And she starts with the, and she, that's her thing. That's in the trailer. Yes. Is that click noise? Yes. Dang. I wish so I, I wish her. I had it on a sound button. <laughs> I could just play it randomly throughout. Oh my gosh. So then Tony Collette starts, she continues building her miniatures and her son comes in and says, can I go to a party? She says, is there going to be drinking? He's like, what? No. Like, what are you, what are you talking about? And he's asking to borrow the car. Uh-huh. And so she's like kind of skeptical about it. And she says, okay, well, you have to bring your sister. They're probably like three years apart. She's really? 13 and he's maybe a senior in high school. She's 13. In clips I've seen, I honestly would have said six or seven. Yeah. She, she looks seems very, little. very young. Yeah. yeah. This episode of The Bad Broadcast is sponsored by Dipsy. All right, picture this. You're hanging out in your favorite spot. You're relaxed. You're at ease. Your headphones are on. The world around you fades away. When you're listening to Dipsy stories, this is what happens. You are immersed in a vivid world where every touch, every breath, every stolen glance is felt 
with breathtaking intensity. So whether you're lounging by the pool or soaking up the sun or stuck in a long commute, Dipsy is your passport to a world of sun-kissed adventures and unforgettable encounters. Dipsy is an app full of hundreds of short, sexy audio stories designed by women for women. They bring scenarios to life with immersive soundscapes and realistic characters. So you can discover stories about second chance romances, adventurous vacation flings, and hot and heavy hookups. Or... Enemies to lovers. That's my personal favorite trope. That's what I go for. New content is released every week. So in between listening to your favorite stories again and again, you can always find something new to explore. They also have soothing sleep stories, wellness sessions, and sexy written stories to read. I know you're all reading your smutty little books. This is the perfect on-the-go option. Let Dipsy be your go-to place to spice up your me time, explore your fantasies, relax and unwind, or even heat things up with a partner. For listeners of The Bad Broadcast, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash bad. Once again, that is 30 days of full access for free when you go to D-I-P-S-E-A stories.com slash bad. One more time, that is dipsystories.com slash bad. This episode of The Bad Broadcast is sponsored by Squarespace. Squarespace saved me when I was first launching the bad broadcast, when I had no clue how to start a website, how to sell merch, how to do anything. Squarespace walked me through each step and made it super easy. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Whether you're just starting out or managing a growing brand, Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website, engage with your audience and sell anything from products to content to time all in one place, all in your terms. I know so many of you are business owners. I know a lot of you guys sell products. A lot of you guys sell courses. Squarespace is the place to host all of this. You can upload, organize, and access all of your content from one place with the new asset library. So you're able to manage all of your files from one central hub and use them across the Squarespace platform. You can easily sell custom merch and create a passive income stream that engages your audience and scales your brand. That's how I started out. I started out with merch on Squarespace. Also, if you do have a physical product that you're selling, this is the place to do it. You can sell your products on an online store. You just get started with one of their professional website templates. It's got designs for every category, and then you can customize your look, update content, and add features that fit your unique needs. So head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And then when you're ready to launch, you can use squarespace.com slash bad to save 10% off of your first purchase of a website or domain. Once again, go to squarespace.com for a free trial and then squarespace.com slash bad to save 10% off of your first purchase. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. But yeah, in the movie, she is 13. It's mentioned. That's also just a side note, a weird thing that happens in movies. I feel like parents are like, okay, then you have to take your sister. I would never. I know. And you can tell he's very embarrassed because she is a little bit different. Mm -hmm. And you can tell, I mean, he's super cute. He has a crush on this really cute girl. He has cool friends. He wants to smoke weed, you know. Right. 
So the mom's like, you have to bring your sister. And so then the sister, Charlie, does not want to go either. She's like, you're going to this party with your brother. You have to go with him. He doesn't want to bring her. She doesn't want to go. The mom is, is forcing it to happen. So they get to this party and she's just kind of tagging along. Charlie doesn't want to be there. And so he's trying to get rid of her right when they get to the party. It's like this big, cool high school party. Of course, there's drinking. He finds the girl he likes. And he's like, hey, do you, I have really good weed. Do you want to go smoke? And he doesn't want his sister there, obviously. So he goes, hey, they're giving out uh, chocolate cake. Go get some. I'll be right back. He's like forcing her out of their little couple. So Charlie goes off on her own, starts eating this chocolate cake. And Peter goes and smokes with this girl. We then see Charlie clearing her throat. We see her starting to struggle a little bit. We see her trying to get some oh, water. Oh, no. There's nuts. There's nuts in the cake. Oh. And they are far from home. Yeah. They live, like, far from town, far yeah. from anything. So she goes into the room, finds her brother, and says, I can't breathe. Like, my throat feels like it's getting bigger. So he picks her up. And, like, you can tell he obviously loves her so much he just is a little embarrassed of his younger sister and so he runs her to the car and he is driving as fast as he can to the hospital and you can see on the drive there is nothing around them like they are in the middle of nowhere probably camas area <laughs> yeah <laughs> i would guess and she is this part is very hard to watch she can't breathe she's in the back seat and cannot breathe. I have the hardest time watching people on screen struggle to breathe. Oh my breathe. gosh, same. There's it makes me so claustrophobic. Two, two specific movies that I can think about that really I can't watch. There's a scene in World War Z. His daughter has asthma or something. Oh. And they can't find her. They can't get an inhaler because it's zombies and whatever. So she's struggling to breathe. I It makes me so panicky. And then the scene in, in Now You See Me. Oh, with, I with haven't Isla, seen that. With Isla Fisher, she's, they're doing a magic trick and she's in a tank of oh, water. Oh, I have seen but that. The, it, it is real that it, the latch doesn't work and she can't get out. Like that happened off screen. No, so she's, no, no, so no, no, she's no, no. freaking out trying to get out and people think, and she's filming so people don't believe, I mean. No, underwater stuff. I refuse. Yeah. I'll watch anything else so, but buried alive in underwater stuff. Yes. Like, so she decides to stick her head out the window to get some air. And in that same moment, we see something in the middle of the road. It looks like a dog, but I want to go back and look because it, it just looks like some sort of weird creature. It's so quick. And the brother swerves out of the way and she hits her head on a pole and is decapitated. And he immediately stops the car and cannot like bring himself to look in the back seat because he knows what happened. He, oh, I'm ill. Yeah. And he's in such a state of shock that he just drives away. He leaves the head and he drives home. He then leaves her in the back seat and walks inside. And it's really late at night and you kind of hear the parents say, okay, good, they're home. And he goes into his room and then we go to the next morning and, you know, he borrowed his mom's car. We hear her say, okay, I'm leaving. I'll be back soon. And we hear her find the body in the back seat, And then we go into one of the hardest performances I've ever had to watch because it was so, so, so realistic. 
of Tony Collette grieving her daughter. And yeah. It is so, so sad. Like it feels like the most real depiction of grief that I have ever and, seen. And, in and any that movie. type of, of traumatic event, like, cause it's, I mean, there's probably a whole discussion that can be had about his reaction. And I, yes, but yeah, I, I can imagine that with something so deeply traumatic for people who have, I mean, like whatever people who have experienced something so traumatic, you, you probably, your brain goes to, into such a state of shock that you don't want to believe it really happened. Yeah, you exactly. want to believe that if you go inside and you go to bed, you will wake up and that will have not happened. Yeah. You can't believe that it is real. Yeah. And that, ha- that really does happen. Absolutely. Like, with these, Absolutely. Yeah. It's crazy traumatic experiences. So yeah. it was just felt so real and just so accurate. It's very, very hard to watch. It's yeah. probably the hardest part of the movie to watch, to be honest. Do you think it's one of the hard, like the hardest things to watch? of any horror movie you've seen. It's just like, it's not even the scariest. It's not even a scary part of the movie. It just is so real. It's just raw. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's rough. So then they have the funeral. They're kind of just moving through life. Annie tries to go back to that grief group, lies to her husband again. And then she decides to leave. She decides not to go in. And then we meet Joan or Joni. And she's very overzealous and she kind of waves Annie down in the parking lot. And it's like, are you leaving? No, come in, come in. Like Aunt Lydia? Yeah, Aunt okay, Lydia. Okay. Forcing her to come in, basically. And she like won't let her leave the parking lot. She's like so adamant about her coming in. And she knows that her mom died because she already came to the grief group. And she's like, well, my daughter actually just died. And she's like, well, my grandson died. And so they kind of connect on that. And she's like, here's my number if you ever want to, if you ever need somebody. Are the vibes off to with talk her? To. She's just too, too enthusiastic. Too enthusiastic. Okay. Yeah. So then Annie goes home and the dad makes dinner and we are at the iconic, don't you swear at me, you little shit. I oh, am your yeah. mother. Uh-huh. That's uh-huh. when this scene happens, which probably everybody has seen. Yeah. At one Th- point. This is the scene. And I've told you this before that I'm like, I'm so over the internet being like, to, I mean, not saying it because I know it's true, but it's just been said so many times. Yeah. That Tony Collette should have gotten an Oscar, an Oscar for yeah. like this scene alone. Also, because horror is not typically, I mean, I can't remember the last time a horror movie was nominated for anything. Yeah. I, like, I mean, I think Get Out was. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like it, it's just, it has to be so like special and, yeah. and amazing. So people were really mad when yeah. Tony Collette was not nominated. I, I know. I, I'll agree with the internet. And she's on that honestly, one. let me, let me just throw this in. I put this on my October watch list. Tony Collette is so good in Knives oh Out. Oh my gosh. That Amazing. character, yeah. any time a character, I feel this way weirdly about Rachel McAdams when she went from Regina George to The Notebook, uh-huh. like how you can do both. Yeah. I, I weirdly feel similarly about Tony Collette yeah. being able to do this vapid MLM, like, like <laughs> yes. MILF, like And c- I think creator, this was creator, one of her character. first big movies after yeah. Hereditary. Yes. So, yeah. yeah. So that's a, that's a good spooky uh, movie if you don't want to uh, have a traumatic experience. Yeah, Knives Out is really, yeah. really good. Also, finding out Tony Collette was Australian blew my mind. Oh, I always forget that. Because her American accent yeah. is so good. She's right up there with like Frances McDormand to me. Yes. Like she's, she's good. Yeah. Yeah. She's, yeah. So then that conversation happens. She's screaming at her son and you kind of feel like years of their... Uh, relationship has like because come is to a he head. is he being like an asshole to her or what? A, a little bit. You can tell she gets slightly triggered by like something that he says. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And also, I forgot to mention that she did end up going to Joni's house. Okay. To just kind of chat with her. And we learned that she, that Annie is a sleepwalker. And she had a sleepwalking experience where she covered both her kids in paint thinner and herself and woke up lighting a match. And her son, Peter, woke up at the exact same time and basically could never forgive her. And no matter what she said, he could never believe that she was sleepwalking. And this was years ago, obviously, before Charlie died, but was Charlie little? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And so we get a little insight into her and Peter's relationship and like he thinks she was trying to kill them. Right. She knows that she was sleepwalking. And so then we kind of see that all come to a head at the dinner table when she starts screaming at him. Gotcha. Okay. So then Annie uh, decides to go to the craft store, get stuff for her miniatures. I don't know. Is that how you say it? <laughs> I would miniatures? Say, I don't know. I you, say you miniatures. Are, yeah. You're adding an extra syllable, but oh. if the word is, the, or you're saying it how it's spelled. Oh. Like miniature. Oh, so is it just miniature? I would say miniature. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I, Hmm. But it's so like that word, uh, maintenance. Like some people say maintenance. Yeah. The word is maintenance, but I would say maintenance. Maintenance. Okay. So give if, me a break on that one, guys. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Everyone plug your we'll ears. just say <laughs> that it goes either <laughs> way. Working. Say it again. Working on her. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Keep going. So. At Hobby Lobby or wherever she is, she sees <laughs> Joni in the in the parking lot. Okay, and again, desperate to, she's like, Annie, oh my god, runs over to her, hugging her. She she is starts freaking out. She said, "I had the most amazing experience, and I just I have to share it with you." <laughs> okay, that sentence triggers me like just on its own. Anybody being like, "I need to share this experience with you," yeah. I'm like immediately no. Yeah, they really nailed this scene. <laughs> so. Joni is basically explaining that she had this spiritual medium come to her house and perform a seance. Mm. And they were able to conjure up the spirit of her dead grandson. And she said it was the most amazing experience she's ever had. And Annie's like, no, she's like trying to leave. She's like, no, 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 no. Where do you stand on, on like summoning the dead? Hmm. Possible like mediums. Man, sometimes I see that Long Island medium and I'm like, how'd she know? No, I, no. (laughs) True. I do think I believe in mediums. I think that there are people, it's just like another gift that people have, you know? Mm -hmm. This episode of The Bad Broadcast is sponsored by Buffy. I swear by very few things the way I swear by the Buffy bedding. You guys know how much I value my coziness, how much I value having good sheets and good bedding and getting a good night's rest. It is my favorite thing. It is probably my favorite hobby. I don't know if bedding can be a hobby, but once I found Buffy, it became my hobby. Buffy has Earth's softest bedding. The Breeze sheets set by Buffy are the softest sheets you will ever try. It's woven from eucalyptus, making it softer and cooler than cotton or linen. And it's naturally cool to the touch. So if you run hot, I run very, very, very hot when I sleep. It keeps you super cool. It's also got natural botanic dyes that are skin safe and better for the planet. Buffy products are consistently on best of lists. Architectural Digest and Glamour named the Buffy Breeze Sheet Set the best bed sheets of 2023. This shipping is also free. And if you don't love your Buffy sheets, there's a 50-night return policy on all orders with free shipping on returns 
and no return fees. So upgrade your bedding with the Breeze Sheet Set by Buffy. I also love their comforters. My whole bed is Buffy. Go to Buffy.co and use the code BADBROAD for 25% off of your first order. That's Buffy.co, promo code BADBROAD, B-A-D-B-R-O-A-D, for 25% off of your first order. This episode of The Bad Broadcast is sponsored by Amika. All right, everybody, let's get clinical. Lather up your strands with Amika's clinically proven shampoo and conditioner duos that leave your hair looking and feeling like you just left the salon. Their science-backed formulas are powered by nourishing, naturally-derived ingredients with no nasty stuff that deliver visible, woe-worthy results for every single hair type. Amika means friend, which means it's a friend to all. Your hair, your hairstylists, the planet, and you. They are a fearless, Brooklyn-born, salon-raised hair care brand that was clean and kind before it was cool. They're clean and planet positive, and they use sea buckthorn powered products that nourish your skin, scalp, and strands. I love what Amika did for this partnership. They gave me my very own landing page and let me pick out all my favorite products so that you guys can easily shop them. You can shop all my favorites at loveamika.com slash bad. My favorite line from Amika is the Cure line, Cure with a K. And I love their Intense Bond Repair Mask. That's what I use basically every time I wash my hair. But then I do love the Dream Routine. So the Overnight Hydrating Hair Mask because you can put it on your ends at night and then you wake up and your dry, well, my dry ends are hydrated. So shop all my favorites at loveamika.com slash bad and also get 20% off of your order. The 20% off discount is automatically applied at checkout if you use my link. It cannot be combined with other offers, and it expires on November 1st, 2023. Once again, that is loveamika, A-M-I-K-A, dot com slash bad to shop my favorites and get 20% off of your order. But... I'm like, why didn't I get that gift? That would have been sick. Yeah, that would have been sick. <laughs> but also, I do feel like there is a level of if you invite it, it yeah. will. If you build it, they will come, <laughs> which I think is from Field of Dreams <laughs> or maybe Sandlot. No, but I, you know I what agree. I mean? Yeah. So anyway, keep going. I agree. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Annie is super skeptical about it, but Joni's like, please let me just show you. Like, I know how to do it now. I can show you and I'll I'll show you that it works. So Annie ends up at her apartment and they have this whole kind of seance laid out. <laughs> I was going to say they have sex. <laughs> that too. Just kidding. They have this whole seance laid out and Joan is explaining how to do this to Annie. And basically she says, grandson, if you're here, move this glass and the glass moves on the mm -hmm. table. So Annie's freaking out. Sorry. All these weird things start happening. And she says, okay, I have this chalkboard. Honey, write on this chalkboard if you're here. On the chalk, the chalk starts moving on a chalkboard and it writes, I love you, grandma. And Annie is losing it. She's freaking out. She says, please, 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 can we stop? Like, we have to stop. I'm, I'm freaking out right now. And uh, so she's trying to leave and Joni's like, okay, but here's the instructions. If you want to do it, you can do this with Charlie. Like you can bring Charlie back. You can talk to her. These are the instructions. It's really easy. You just say these three words in Latin or whatever. 
Oh, Latin. <laughs> Latin. It's always in Latin. Always. If something it's, in Latin happens, game over. <laughs> if you ever see Latin anywhere, run. The run. <laughs> no, seriously, it is a. Why is it the creepiest? It is. Every, every scary movie every, is Latin. And like every, even every spell in Harry Potter is Latin. Yeah. Like just everything spooky. Are we missing out on something? Probably Here? we should probably learn it. How about people who are like, I'm just learning Latin just yeah, in it's case. Like, why? In case you meet a witch. <laughs> why? In case you meet the dead. <laughs> okay, keep going. So sorry, I feel like I keep saying keep going. I hope it doesn't sound bossy, but I am on oh, the edge no. of my seat. Oh, I didn't even. I, I didn't even notice. I'm loving it. So then Annie leaves Joni's apartment and does decide to replicate this at her house, and she grabs her husband. She grabs her son, and. She, she tries to replicate it and it works and they're all freaking out and the glass like flies across the table and weird shit is happening and the sun starts sobbing and everybody's terrified and you see Annie get, she, she flips. She's very, very animated and suddenly she's like deadpan. So something during happened. that seance happened okay. to her. Okay. And then the vibes from that point on are just rancid in the house after the seance. Things are going downhill <laughs> at this point. Vibes. The vibes are so, so off. Okay. It's not even funny. So she's trying to finish her miniatures in time for this gallery opening. She ends up getting so frustrated. She destroys all of them. See, vibes are bad. Yeah. Morale she is low. She destroys all the miniatures. Mm-hmm. Something well, first of all, creepy hobby. Sorry if you're into it. It's a little scary yeah. to build a miniature replica of your life. Yeah, and she even made a replica of the accident of her daughter. Oh, with the head on the Ooh. road and everything. Ooh. And the dad gets pissed. He's like, "Why would you do this?" And you could tell she's kind of like, "It's how she's coping." Yeah. And so you kind of learn that's how she's coping with everything in mm -hmm. life because she, you can see she made one of like this traumatic thing that happened with her mom, and you can Ooh. just tell that's how she's working through it i know i again this is probably one of the, i'm i think that the reason this movie is so famous is because there are layers upon layers upon layers oh my of, gosh. of meaning of trauma of uh shock of all these things yeah. but it's like if i'm if i'm just hearing this about annie's character and how she's obsessed with these miniatures it's like probably in her mind how she controls her how she can control it and yeah. how she can put how she can create it and put it where she wants and destroy it. And like, yes. probably because her life has felt so out of control. Yes. Always. Yes. It's, it's a, a very control. Yeah. Hobby. It's a creepy, like a, uh, like godlike. Yeah. Hobby. Like recreating her life. Yes. Yeah. It's, yeah. Okay. Wow. That's, that's deep. I didn't even think about that. That's, that's a good point. So because the vibes are so often, there's some, something has entered their home. Mm. Um, she, goes into Charlie's room and there is a, oh, and Charlie was obsessed with drawing. I forgot to mention that. She okay. always had a little notebook and was drawing pictures in it. Drew her dead grandma in the casket, like drew the, the bird's head that she ripped off. Mm. So there's a notebook laying on her bed and the pages are just flipping open. No one's in there, nothing. And on every page is a picture of her brother that has been drawn and he has like scary faces in all of them. There's like X's on his eyes and he's like screaming and all of them. So scary pictures being drawn of her brother by her spirit in her little notebook. Not it's great. Not, not great. So Annie finds it and, uh, 
then later on that night, she has another sleepwalking incident. And it feels very, you don't realize it at first, it feels very real. You, she sees this, like, all these bugs crawling, and then she follows this trail of bugs into her, Peter's room, and then the bugs are covering his face. And then she wakes up, and you think that's the end of it. And then her and Peter are talking, and he's like, why do you hate me so much? And she's like, I never P wanted to be Wait, your mom. Peter? Peter's the oh, son. P okay, okay, yeah, Peter's She goes, I that. never wanted to be your son. He goes, then why did you? And she goes, or I never tried. wanted to be your mom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I never <laughs> wanted to be your mom. He goes, well, then why, why are you? And she goes, I tried not to. And you, she, it seems so real. Oh, and she's yeah. like regretting saying all these things. But and then suddenly she lights on fire. Oh, and then she wakes up. Oh, so you realize all of that is a, a dream or okay. sleepwalking or whatever weird weird dream happening. But it's not. It's not happening it's, in real. Life. It wasn't okay. really happening. Okay. Um. But then she she wakes up from that dream and then goes into her son's room and you see Peter asleep and then you see someone trying to pull his head off. <laughs> okay. And like he's getting he's like tugged. laying in bed. Yeah. And someone's like pulling, pulling, pulling on. His but you head. don't see the person. You just you see, see head. arms. Yeah, you see oh. arms reaching ooh, through the bars of ooh, his head ooh. and his head being pulled. No. And he wakes up and Annie is standing there. He's like, Mom, what are you doing? Oh, and he thinks it's her. Yeah, and she's okay. like, I heard you screaming and I just came to help you. So we don't really know if it was truly her or if she did just hear him screaming okay. or if so the, he was having a bad dream at the same time. So it's not, you don't see her looking at him with the head, like... No, no, no. You just see his arms pulling his head and then he shoots out of bed and, and his, his mom, mom is there. there. Oh, okay. I thought I thought it was like Annie is watching her son and no, no, no. she sees it. But yeah, no, you no. see them separately. So you okay. never really know if like she did it okay. for, for real or if he was having a dream. Gosh, so, the heads. I know. Heads will roll. This is only the beginning of the head stuff. And the movie's almost over. Whoa. There's more, <laughs> there's there's more. more head to be given in this <laughs> Okay. 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 So then she, after she finds that notebook, she tries to burn it in the fire because she realizes she did something wrong when she did that seance. She let something, something, something happen. So she's trying to destroy it. She puts it in the fire and as it catches on fire, she catches on fire too. So as the notebook is burning, her sleeve catches on fire. And they're burning simultaneously at the same time. And she realizes in that moment, she is somehow connected to this notebook that has all these drawings in it. So she stomps out the fire of the note. She doesn't even touch her arm. She stomps out the fire and then her, the, her sleeve, the fire dies. Is it like her, her like, like subconscious is what's manifesting in the notebook? I, I don't know, but they're somehow connected. Okay. So she can't destroy this notebook, but the evil is like coming from this notebook oh, from it okay. yeah okay so then she runs back to Joni's house she's like desperately trying to figure out what is wrong like how how to stop or reverse this seance basically right and she's pounding on Joni's door and nobody's answering but we we see it zoom into Joni's apartment and we see there is a circle of candles there are candles everywhere. So another weird sort of ritual happening. And we see this symbol. So this isn't the first time we see this symbol, but it's the first time, at least for me, that things started coming together. So the first time we saw the symbol was on the grandma's necklace. 
bad, in bad. the casket. Very bad. first scene of the movie. What we is the sit, symbol? It's, is it a pen? Like not a pen? No, pentagram. it's like a, it looks kind of like Arabic a little bit. It's okay. just kind of like this rectangular looking writing that's not English. Okay. Latin probably. Probably, yeah. <laughs> and uh, then we oddly enough see it again on the pole that Charlie got decapitated on. Mm. So this symbol keeps making a reappearance. Okay. And so we see it in Joni's apartment with the ritual all set up. It's but like Joni's on the not ground there. or what's the yeah, it's where? like hanging up and oh, then there okay. are candles everywhere. Okay. And you see a picture of someone in the middle of the circle of candles, but you can't quite say it ain't Annie. Tell who it is. <gasps> it's not. Oh, it's not. It's not Annie. Oh, that's who I would have thought yeah, it was. It, it's not Annie. Okay. And so she she never answered. She never ends up answering the door. But we get a peek into her apartment thinking, okay, she's connected to the grandma. Yeah. Somehow. Somehow. Joni is. Yeah. So. Because of the symbol. Uh-huh. Okay. So also the first time Annie went to Joni's house, she saw her doormat. And it's kind of this cute little embroidered doormat that had her name on it. And she goes, oh, my mom used to make doormats just like that. She goes, oh, isn't that funny? Isn't that fun? A small world. Ew, so Joni. Funny. Yeah. And so then Annie, she knows something's so wrong. She runs up to her storage room or whatever and starts going through her mom's stuff. Starts pulling out all these doormats that are identical to Joni's. Yeah. Starts going through photo albums, trying to find anything. And of course, finds a picture of her mom and Joni. And then all these other people, this group of people, this must be the first time she's looking through this photo album because weird stuff is happening. It's giving like Nexium. Like yeah. Nexium cult. Mm-hmm. So it's a cult. Yeah. And there's weird, just weird pictures happening. And, and Annie can't figure out like what it is, but she knows that they're, that her mom and Joni are connected We're somehow. Both involved in and this. that Joan had no good intentions right. with her. So then we find Joan uh, at Peter's school. Peter Uh-oh. is sitting outside and Joan is across the, the, the way yelling at Peter. She's yelling at him. I release you, Peter. I release you. And starts yelling at him in Latin. Latin. And we, we don't know what she's saying, but you see something kind of happen to Peter. How far away are, how far apart are they? A couple yards. Okay. She's not like across the parking lot. I mean, she has to yell at him, oh, Okay, but he he's like, it's like squinty. He has no idea who she is. Oh, okay. He's never seen her before. I think this was filmed at West High. Oh, really? I think okay. I could be making that up, but I'll have to. Che- I'll have to check. But so yeah, she puts some sort of spell on him, and he something happens, just like what happened to his mom. So something he, he's like catatonic enters him. Yeah. Okay. So she puts some sort of spell on him, and he yeah goes into that same state his mom was in, and then he goes back to school. So then we go back home to Annie and Steve. I think is her husband, <laughs> and we learned that there was an incident at the mom's gravesite. And we kind of heard about this earlier in the movie, but you don't really know what happened. Like the dad gets a phone call and he hears something from the morgue that something happened at the gravesite. Like kids are messing around or something. Like, yeah. Is he, what you probably assume. Yeah. You okay. just kind of hear, okay, something happened, whatever. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'll deal with it later. So then you see his email and you see that her grave was like dug up. Oh yeah. Body. Yeah, you just, I mean, you don't see like super detailed. You just kind of see him emailing with the funeral home or whatever, the, the cemetery. And they're like, we don't know what happened, but like. Like she was this, exhumed. Yeah. 
Oh. Very appropriate timing for that one. (laughs) So in this same moment that he's finding out this body was stolen, Annie decides to go up into the attic. She pulls the stairs. Also, if if you pull the steps down from your attic, something bad's going to (laughs) happen. No, there is not a home with an attic like that that is pure. Yeah. So she pulls the steps down, flies everywhere. No. No. Yeah. Don't say, (laughs) don't say (laughs) what I think you're about to say. I'm going to say it. Is it, are you really? She goes up to the attic and sees her mom's decapitated body Uh laying in the attic. And she runs downstairs and then we switch back to Peter's school. So Peter's sitting in class, kind of catatonic and something starts happening to his face, his face. I'm so curious. I mean, they must've done this with makeup because the way this scene looks is crazy. It looks like someone is like kind of, I I can't even explain like Like, pushing on his his face is totally distorted okay and his arm is like stuck up in the air so he's in this weird kind of distorted pose and like he can't move and everyone in his class is like what's going on what's going on Peter 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 and suddenly he bangs his head against his desk like full force break like breaks his nose he's bleeding everywhere and that like snaps him out of it and he starts screaming at the top of his lungs like the scariest thing in the world just happened to him because it did but he like kind of comes back into himself okay but he got possessed by something for a minute there so then flashback to to annie's house she is begging her husband to go up to the attic and she because she's like i just found my mom up in the attic like what and so he goes up he what's the does it give you a time frame like how long this has been it's been since the mom died since Annie's mom died. If you, you were to the, estimate, you get the idea that like a f- couple of days have passed in between, but like from the time Charlie dies to the mom dying is probably like two days. Oh, wow. Okay. Three, three days. Maybe. Okay. I don't know. Cause we only see the funerals. So we don't know the day she died, but right, it's but, a short amount of time between okay. the mom dying and Charlie dying. So then the husband finds the mom up in the attic. He thinks that Tony Collette is losing it. I mean, he knows the history of mental illness in her family. And he just like, he's like, you stole the body, didn't you? That's why you said you were going to the movies all those nights, but really she was going to her grief group, but we never do find out how the body got up there now that I'm thinking about it. So maybe it was Annie in some sort of, it could have been, could have been Joan. Yeah. It could have been any one of them. Could have been. Yeah. So she's begging him now to uh, destroy this notebook and he had already bought, brought Peter home from school, by the way, and his nose was like broken and he's just like sleeping for mm-hmm. the rest of the night. Yeah. So the husband won't destroy it. He's like, she knows that she'll die if he destroys it. And she's just like- The notebook. I, yeah. Mm-hmm. She's like saying her goodbye. She's like, I love you so much. But she thinks that if it doesn't get destroyed, that Peter will die. Oh, because that's what's manifesting in the yeah, notebook. Okay. Yeah. And she knows that this thing happened at school and that he's possessed in some way. So she basically is now trying to sacrifice herself so that Peter stays safe. Right. Because she doesn't want whatever happened to Charlie to happen to him. Mm-hmm. So the husband will not destroy the notebook. 
So she freaks out. She throws the notebook into the fire and he catches on fire and she can't put it out. So he, he burns to death. And as he is burning, she gets possessed by something again. She's screaming and then she snaps. Is this like the, 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 the scene? You've seen like, the scene. Yes. The, no, but is this like the big, is this like the big horror scene of the movie? I mean, is, the, is it beginning? The last 30 minutes are, are crazy. It is pure crazy. Okay. From this point from on, this point it on. is. Okay. So he catches on fire. He catches on fire and she, something. And she's calling her. Yeah. Okay. And then we go to Peter in his room. This to me is the scariest part of the whole movie because Whoa. it is now dead silent. He's in a dead silent house. He wakes up. He says, mom, mom, he's looking around and our view is of Peter. And we see the background of his room. We see Annie float through the air behind him. We see her body just kind of in her arms and legs are like moving, but she's floating through the air. She's not walking. But he, and he doesn't see cause she's dead silent. And so we're looking at him and he has no idea where anybody is. So he's walking through his silent house. He goes downstairs and he- I'm picturing her in like, like swimming. It kind of looks like that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Kind of looks like that. Um, it's so, so haunting seeing yeah. that. Nothing compared to what we're about to see, which is the scene that is burned in my memory from this movie. Okay. I'm, this is why I'm also the perfect candidate for scary movies. I instantly forget. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's true. I you do. seriously forget every single thing, but this part, I, I could never forget. forget this part. I don't know why this part was so scary to me. He goes and he finds his dad completely burned and he's laying on the ground and he's sobbing over his body. So our angle is of is kind of low to the ground and it's of Peter's face looking up at Peter's face from let's say wait, the dad's wait Steve or you said Peter twice so who's looking at who sorry Peter is looking at his dad okay and the camera angle that we see is imagine Steve looking at Peter so it's kind oh, of from the ground so it's looking from at like the body's perspective yes okay looking at Peter it starts zooming out and we we see. Annie on the ceiling. She is on the ceiling, dead silent. She's not moving a muscle, but she's up there. She is up and it is dark. It's nighttime. So the house is dark, which makes it, I don't know if it's worse if it's daytime or nighttime, but no, it's like, worse if it's nighttime. You, yeah. You see her. I don't know. Daytime is so creepy. It is pretty creepy, but we see her in the corner of the ceiling and she's looking down at them. Yes. But he has no idea that she's there. Obviously. So then we see from Peter's perspective, he looks to the corner, a dark corner of his house. We see a naked man, oh. just a naked man. Oh, grinning ear to ear. No, dead silent. No, not moving a muscle. Imagine just mm -mm. standing still grinning from ear to ear, completely naked. Do you see you, you penis? It's, you, it's really dark. So you kind mm. of can, but it's, that is a choice to put a full frontal. Well, this is moment. the first of many of much nudity. It's cult members, isn't it? It's the cult. Aren't they, are they there? Are they there? Is that who that is? Is that who it is? <laughs> I'm not going to tell you yet. So we see this naked man and then we look and uh, Tony Collette is gone. And he's gone. 
Suddenly, she lunges at Peter in silence out of just a corner of the room and starts chasing him so fast. The only stairs that he can see are the attic stairs. So he runs up to the attic, closes it, and we hear her banging, banging, banging on the attic. And he's like, please, mom, please stop. We then go to the outside of the the attic. Annie is banging on it with her head. It's like, like that fast, so fast with her head. It's like the scariest. How is it? Isn't it on the ceiling? Yes, but she can now walk on the ceiling. Oh yeah, I forgot. So about, she's forgot like Spider Man on the ceiling, and she's banging her head against the attic as fast as she can. She's not. Annie and the body is still up there anymore. Yeah. So she stops all of a sudden. She. Okay, so this all takes place up in the attic. Camera backs out, and we see that. Peter is realizing what is happening in the attic. The body is gone of his grandma, but where her body was, was a circle of candles. And we realized that picture that was in Joni's apartment was a picture of him, a school picture. And his eyes are all wait, scratched wait, out wait, of wait, the picture. Wait, the picture? Oh, oh. That From was the in seance Joni's, that was in Joni's I, I apartment. Thought, that I thought was, it was Annie. Yes. And it was. It was Peter. Okay. So. A la notebook drawing. Kind of. Yes. Okay, I okay. scratched out. Like yeah. that, but it was his school picture. Right. 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 Yeah. So I'm, <laughs> I'm scared. Well, I'm glad you're getting the full effect. I, I didn't know if explaining it would be as scary no, as it's watching so scary. it. So then he looks around. Yeah. He looks around the attic. He sees the candles and this, okay. Trigger warning. This is for sure the grossest yeah, if, and most disturbing part yeah, of the movie. If you've made it this for far. For sure. Yeah. It's, is it going to get worse? It, yes. Okay. The, this is the the peak of the most disturbing. I, I think. Okay. Okay. Well, it, it's still bad after that, but this is the worst. Okay. So just get I'm buckle ready. in. Everyone buckle in. Okay. So we then start hearing something very weird and wet sounding. Don't like weird and wet. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do not like the direction of either of those things. Especially together. Yeah. So Peter looks up to see his mom in the very, very tippy, tippy top of she's she's floating. She's floating in the air or she might be standing on something. Is she but naked? She's, she's not. OK. But she's wearing all white, which is very scary no, in and so of itself. Mm -mm. She is looking down at him. I don't. I, it's really gross. So I'm sorry. It's OK. Everyone. It's OK. We're, we're this is <laughs> you're in it. I'm in it. She is obviously no longer herself. She's completely possessed by something and she is sawing her own head off. Fully awake, fully alive, staring down at Peter with some sort of string, some sort of metal or it's a long like a wire. Like a, yeah, like a, I think it's like a, a, a wire, wire or something? Yeah, something like that. So we see her and she starts going faster and faster and faster. It is very, very disturbing and to he, see. And she's not making a face. She's no, not she's reacting. Like, I mean, her face is so terrifying in this moment because it's dark. She's up in the air and she's looking down at him while she's doing it. Just like staring him down while she's doing it. So he runs. I think he runs into. Oh, he jumps out the window. He's so scared because it pans to more naked people in the attic. So like five more people that we haven't seen before, but they're all naked, just staring at him. She's up there cutting her own head off. He's so scared. He jumps out the window. He lands on the ground. 
And he kind of, I think it's knocked unconscious for a minute. And then we, we see him. So there's a tree house and that's kind of, I mean, we see it throughout the movie. The sister slept in there a lot. The mom went to sleep in there after Charlie died. Right. And so we just always kind of see this tree house in the distance with this light on. So he opens his eyes, he's on the ground and he sees the light come on in the tree house and he sees his mom's body float up into the tree house. No head. So no head. (laughs) (laughs) That's such a funny joke if no one has made that. That (laughs) You have to make it sick I guarantee someone's made a joke about that. No, but you have to make a TikTok of Peter seeing his mom. <laughs> so no head. P- Wait, that's P- funny. POV. POV. Peter, Peter seeing his mom, his mom float floating in- into the tree. <laughs> My gosh. So, so he decides to go up into the treehouse. Decides to follow her. Great idea. I know. Right. Amazing idea. He climbs up there. He are is, you sorry this this I have a question about the like the the desire to follow that yeah I feel like it has to do with fight flight or freeze mm-hmm. like I feel like that is fight like oh I saw something scary I'm gonna I'm gonna go towards it yeah like he I also think he in this moment is possessed by right. something and but so gonna, he's not really himself I was gonna ask what are you fight flight or freeze well unfortunately I I do think I'm freeze. I, I, I'm flight, which is wor- way worse. Every, but if arguments start, if something's here, I will leave immediately. No, I am free. Like I imagine, I always imagine if someone like came into my house, I yeah. would be so frozen. Like I wouldn't know what to do. Yeah. Unfortunately. Okay. So he follows her to the tree house, follows her up the tree house ladder and he gets up there. This is the, just we're at the very end of the movie here. Okay. This is the very last scene of the movie. The treehouse is full of naked people bowing down. They're all kneeling down. And he's kind of seeing everything really slowly. You're like putting all these weird pieces together. And so, and there's candles everywhere, more candles. They're all bowing. No one is saying anything. And we see this statue that kind of looks like the toy that his sister was playing with. And on that statue is his sister's head with a crown on it in in what capacity it's the head of the statue or the statues holding the head the head of the statue is his sister's head (sighs) and everyone is bowing down to that statue and the music in this part you've heard the song it's on tiktok it's like the most beautiful haunting like perfect song for this scene i am obsessed with it it's It's just so perfect for this. It's like this kind of chorus. Oh my gosh, it's so good. So. (laughs) This is weirdo. (laughs) It's just perfect for this scene. Like it couldn't be more perfect. So he is looking around and we hear. So Joni starts talking. And before she starts talking, we see his grandma's dead body kneeling and his mom's. No head. They're both decapitated next to each other, both dead, but still still bowing down to this statue that we see. Okay. Are they bloody or are they just... Yeah, the mom is really bloody and the grandma is just kind of like, her skin is just like... Old. Yeah. Okay. Like really, really, really dark and rotting. Yeah. Okay. 
like a like a mummy. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so then Joni starts talking. Thank goodness, because at this point you're like, what what is happening? Like, yeah, you have zero answers at this point. You know, they're in a cult and there's some sort of weird cult thing happening. Right. And obviously Joni and the grandma and Charlie are all intertwined in some yes. way. Yeah. Right. Yeah. OK. So you find out that. Peter is now being crowned. Payment called Haman and he's one of the eight kings of hell and Haman is this spirit that was in it it needs to inhabit a male body but it was inhabiting Charlie's body so that's why Charlie and the grandma was so obsessed with her because it was the spirit of Haman who is like the leader of this cult of course they gave her a boy name yeah and in the movie you hear Charlie say she always wanted me to be a boy so you know that the grandma was like trying to make that happen okay, and, and knew that that was the spirit of payment. Okay? okay. So when Charlie died and then when Joni taught Annie how to do this whole seance is so that the spirit of payment could inhabit Peter's body because it needed a healthy male host. And it was, it was jumping from woman to woman and it was like trying to find Peter I, or what? I, I don't really know. There Again, there's so many like, Moving parts. You could study this movie for hours and yeah. hours, but just from what what I understand, it was trying to land in Peter because he was the male host that needed to contain okay. Haman. Okay. Okay. So they put a crown on his head and he has, I mean, it's an iconic scene. You've probably seen it, but he has this broken nose. He has this huge cast on his nose and his eyes are all black and he's like kind of bloody from smashing his head on the desk. They put this like paper crown on his head and it's this like kind of cheery music. Oh my gosh. It's so Midsummer. Yes. That yes. ending scene of Midsummer. Yeah. yeah. And it ends by them yelling or chanting, hail payment, hail payment. And it just kind of zooms out on him kind of just very, very vapid and all these naked people. And he's bowing just, he's just stone faced. Mm -hmm. So why, so why was Charlie crowned out as the statue? I think because... Because she had hosted? like Yeah, I think because that's who... Yeah, that's who the spirit was and is inhabited it, by. And is it insinuated that the grandma was also once a host or just that she was a worshiper and payment? Like, and so she loved Charlie because payment... I, that's what I think. That's yeah. what... So she was... Yeah. So it's... I mean, it's still so complex that like, again, you could study it for hours and... Cause I just, I want to know the backstory of the cult. I want to, I want so many answers about, yeah. Like yeah. why, why Charlie, I need a hereditary too. That is like a prequel. Well, and it's like, it, it has all this like head symbolism. Yeah. And then in the end, it's this like, like it kind of throws you off because you think you're going to get this big reveal about why. I mean, that's how I feel right yeah. now. Cause I'm like, why, why the heads? I felt like I was head, headed in a direction <laughs> where I was like, Oh my gosh, the heads have a meaning. Yeah. The heads, which I'm sure they do. They, they, yeah, they do. Yeah. I just, I don't know the lore of the cult or of payment to know what Ew, all the heads the were about. I know. And when they're all chanting it, it's so, so And payment is uh, like a real, I mean, not real. Well, but like, that's like a, that's lore. 
That's like yeah. hell lore. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm sure if we did it's like some Beelzebub. research, like yeah. it's something. It's not made for hereditary. Yes, yeah, it is real. So I'm sure if we did some research about payment and what all these is heads there something mean, about payment in the witch? I don't know. I had to turn off because the music. Oh was yeah, yeah, yeah. Giving me I feel an like maybe. Attack. I feel like there there might. I don't know. Is the witch? Oh, the witch is an Ari Aster. Mm-mm. Okay. <sighs> wow. So you kind of leave. Yeah, you leave with like what. What? Yeah. What? Well, and, and then that's and, it. And like, what now? Yeah. And I, I brought up Midsummer. I haven't actually sat down and watched the movie, but I watched about 172 parts on TikTok of Midsummer, and <laughs> that last scene of her, yeah, where they pan out and she smirks and yeah. she's, you are kind of left feeling like, what are they going to do now? Yeah. She's and just I, gonna go home. Yeah. Or lip or, or be there forever there or what? And that's the thing with this because it's like now everyone in Peter's family is dead, and he is he just the leader of this cult now? Is he still himself, or has this spirit of payment completely taken over him, and he's not himself? Does he have to go back to school? Will you look up a photo? <laughs> will you look up a photo of the? I want to see the symbol. Oh yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that's on hereditary there. symbol. I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to watch it. Well, not that I would ever watch it now. Oh, so not it's not really like Arabic it's looking, a little, it's but a it's like bit very more, twirly, swirly. It's a little bit more cheerful. It's cute, tbh. It, I mean, it's obviously people, right? And the oh. heads on top. It's weird that they have heads. Oh, it yeah. looks like it looks like people in a line to me. It does, yeah. I don't know. You guys will have to go. What does the symbol mean in hereditary? I don't want to post it, but if you guys want to Google it and let me know. I, so going into this, I knew, I feel like I knew that hereditary dealt with a lot of grief. Yeah. Like I felt like that, like it's, and it's actually so to me, both sinister and like, I don't want to say meaningful, but that's the word that comes to mind to do a horror movie around the concept of grief. Yeah. Because grief is so horrific, yeah. you know, grief. Yeah. It's like, but it's also so sinister to me because it's so horrific for people. Well, and, and it's so real. It yes. makes it very real life. Mm-hmm. Like as out there and impossible, this movie is the, grief aspect of it kind of grounds it and yeah. makes it feel real. Yeah. Well, it's, not like like the nun or the orphan or something like that. It's like, this feels like real. And I relate to this movie. And it yeah, feels well, like that's, real life. that's why it's the things that are like simple and creepy or that are simple that make it so creepy, like the nut allergy. Yeah. It's like these creepy things that are, that happen every day to people. Yes. All these kids who have nut allergies that they, you know, and then it's yeah. like, like parents see that it's like that's so that's too real yeah that's too real i did one time i have a nephew with a nut allergy who i gave nuts to one time not on purpose not on purpose not <laughs> on like, purpose i wanted to see what i was like happen. i know but we were it was like it was bread with like nuts on it and he was fine and it's a mild allergy but it's like but it's seriously it's things like that that i'm like yeah that happened to me yes i did that yeah i accidentally gave a kid with nut allergies nuts yes ew yeah it is it's a very it's, intense watch. It's unlike anything I've ever heard of. Yes. And that's why I love it so much because it is so unique in yeah. that sense. It's not like the same old plot that we always hear, you know, yeah. screen well, and Friday the, the 13th. And the family, I mean, just the family aspect of it 
at all. Yeah. I mean, and that's, that's why I had to stop with true crime because it is real. It's well, it is real. And you just think there are fam, there are living family members who yeah. are like, and that's oh, just the, I'm, I'm unwell at the, just the grief aspect of the oh, whole thing. Yeah. At the, at it, you know, beginning with a funeral of yeah. it, like, oh, it's just, it's a very, very intense. Wow. Watch. Thank you for doing that for us. Oh my gosh. I would do it anytime. <laughs> I love, love scary movies. It's so like, I just, yeah, I don't know what it is that I need to, I need to know. And I mean, that's just who we are as humans. We, we have this like sick yeah. desire for knowing about the morbid parts of life. Well, and that's why, why true crime podcasts are so popular and why they, they always have been. We always want to watch the news. We always want to watch yeah. 2020 and see what is going I mean, on. It's, it's literally why people slow down at car accidents on the freeway. Yeah, Like it's like this insane, like, I, I don't know. I was just, when I talked about this, about wanting to know about horror story or horror movies, but not wanting to watch them. It really did surprise me how many people feel that same way. Yeah. That are like, I can't not know yeah. But I don't want to know, but I have to know. Like, yeah. it's this weird, I don't know what it is. We're sick Sick humans. people. Yeah. Sick people. Well, will you come do this next year for us? If people aren't mad at me for what <laughs> just happened, then You yes. didn't write. If you had written this, I would be, seriously, don't like horror directors have family that are like, hey, <laughs> so. Especially like Ari Aster or yeah. someone who did is. You, did you see Bo is Afraid? Well, it's almost like four hours long. Oh, so damn. that is the only major thing stopping me. But yeah. I've heard it's so here's the thing is, you know, I get very, very easily overstimulated. Uh -huh. And I think it's a three hour sh show of overstimulation. Yeah. And I, I don't know if I'm it's like that's not the kind of movie I'm interested in. I want uh -huh. it to be like real scary, intense. But yeah that kind of insaneness that's like noise it like loud loud noise is repetitive and like oh can't do i don't it. know if i can do that but i'm still i i do want to see it okay maybe that'll, be, maybe that'll be next year's feature but okay send us off with your top three <gasps> halloween watches they don't have to be horror oh but like your three because i'm gonna i'm Did that have to be halloweeny or just like scary movies just well because i'm gonna post with this episode i'm gonna post my halloween watch list okay that's not that's like like mostly goofy with a with like a dash of spooky those are my movies oh okay but i want to know so to add on for people who don't want like i've calabar's revenge on there like those are like a little yeah. bit borderline for me but okay. what would you put on your on lucy if you veer towards lucy's desires what would you put on three of your watches that you want want to watch every october well, Beetlejuice for sure. Oh yeah, that's I that is on mine. That is on mine. Yeah, love, love, love Beetlejuice. I'd say Signs or The Village, like uh -huh. one of those, because they are scary, but they're not graphic. Yeah, and they're not. The Village is also on mine. So yeah, if okay. I can, if I can handle I'll say it, Signs. Yeah, then. okay. If you're gonna say The Village, yeah, then I'll say Signs or like The Sixth Sense. I mean, for me, every October, I love watching Silence of the Lambs yeah. because it is it kind of takes place this time of year like yeah and it's east isn't it on the east coast yeah it's like and fall. it's like folly yeah. and rainy and so it feels like this time of year but it's not halloweeny right at all yeah but, but it's, it's got a the good vibes. scary fall vibe yeah movie and it is the best movie ever made it's my favorite movie of all time so those are your october watches so this yep. week we'll I'll, I'll post my october watch list and i think that's everything we have so 
Thanks for having me. Do you want to send us off? Really appreciate it. Yeah. Be safe. Be kind. Be hot. Be normal. Be patient with my soundboard. (laughs) Be spooktacular. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Thank you for being here. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. Remember, you can catch a new episode of The Bad Broadcast every Monday. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss anything. Also, I want to hear from you, so please leave a rating and review. You can also follow me on Instagram at The Bad Broadcast for all the behind-the-scenes action and more information. Talk to you next week. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.